It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Let's turn our attention to Annalise Drussell of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic, who joins me to answer all of your questions. Good afternoon to Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're keeping well? Very well, thank Good, you. good. Let's get straight in. Lots of questions in for you. Question for Annalise, please. And actually, there's, I saw a WhatsApp in with a similar question. What would you recommend for reoccurring episodes of gout, which by all accounts is extremely painful? Very painful. So um, it can be a genetic condition, Patricia, and it's also associated with diet. It used to be called the rich man's disease in the olden days because the rich men were the only ones who could afford to drink plenty beer and wine and eat lots of meat. So um, diet-wise, it can come from a diet that's very high in purines. So if you do a Google of the list of purine-rich foods, it'll come up with the list of foods that you probably should avoid if you're certainly fully, if you're in the middle of an attack, but definitely limit in terms of maintenance. Um, so those foods would include things like meats, fish, beer and wine, the ones I've mentioned, plus a few more, and you'll get those online. But the mo- the best thing in terms of prevention, and I've seen the results of it throughout the years here with my own customers, is to have a daily glass of tart cherry juice. So it has to be the sour Montmorency cherry, and to have a glass of that every day. And the cherry juice can remove move the uric acid buildup in the blood. Now, the uric acid, if it builds up to a certain level, will start to crystallize. And that's where it gets very painful with gout because it can crystallize in between the joints, particularly of the fingers and the big toe is always the first place for most people. And that can be, as you can imagine, crystals between your joints, excruciatingly painful. So if you're in the middle of a flare-up, the best thing is probably the Dr. Delish Claire. Um, there's, she does a, a, a herbal blend that I think is musculo-joint support I think is the name of it but um, I have it here in the shop and and she'll also sell it on her online shop and that's very good in terms of the inflammation and take a glass of cherry juice at least three times a day and that's for treatment and then for maintenance you should be fine with the cherry juice. Okay thank you for that. Hi could you Annalise what's the name of the tablets for overactive bladder that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago from a Mallow listener? Yes, so the only company that I know in Ireland that do it are Viridian and it is the Organic Icelandic um, Angelica Root Extract. So that's Angelica, which we'd actually often have used for baking in the past. Mm. So it's the root of the Angelica plant. and I mean, it does grow in the hedgerows here in Ireland. So it's the Icelandic Angelica Root Extract and it takes about eight weeks really to see a benefit. Here's an interesting one from Meg. Help please. A person on a liquid medical diet is lacking in phosphate. How to replace it naturally? 
working in phosphates. Um, I suppose, yeah, that. I mean, there should be. Is it potassium, possibly Patricia, as opposed to phosphate? Maybe it's potassium. It's it's come in as phosphate, but I then think, sometimes with predictive text, it could be. I think potassium would be more like it. You can actually get potassium supplements in the. Um, in the health shop so you could get something like that make sure you get a capsule that can be opened up and added to the liquid or the other thing is celery juice is a fantastic source of potassium so you could juice celery and put that in with the liquid diet as well okay whatsapps a lot of whatsapps in hi uh, patricia happy new year to you and annalise many happy returns just wondering if annalise could offer advice regarding the best way to figure out if i have food intolerance or is it a food allergy my stomach can be very sensitive rum Bumbling a lot even after eating and then I have bloating. I've done a celiac blood test and it was neg- negative. I definitely feel it's a food item that's just not suiting me but I'm not sure to how to go about figuring out which food it is. Many thanks in advance. Yeah, there's a couple of ways you can do it Patricia. The first and cheapest way of course is the elimination diet and that is to take the food out uh, for a period of at least two weeks. You have to be very strict and not slip up. So if you suspect gluten is the cause of the problem, cut it out for two weeks and then wake up on the morning of the 15th day and have a huge big fat slice of toast or bread. And if you have an intolerance, you should have felt better throughout the two weeks. And then when you put it back in, you should get, sometimes people actually get quite an extreme reaction. So you might get a pain or you might, um, you know, almost within the space of an hour or two develop a very bloated stomach or a lot of wind. Some people might end up running to the loo. It can be very... Uh, different for different people but often the the result can be quite extreme after taking it out the other way to do it and this is probably the simplest and most accurate way is to do a food intolerance test so um, the ones that I would do for my clients and I I can do them here in the shop are a blood test and what it's looking for is it's looking for an immune response to your food so it's looking to see is your immune system looking at this food and raising a reaction so and in, there are intolerance re- immune responses as opposed to allergy. The intolerance are generally much harder to pin down because an allergy, you'll notice within the space of eating the food. And the ones that I do here, the results, mostly the foods that come up would be egg, would be number one. Dairy is quite common. Gluten less common than you would think. Pea comes up quite a lot as well. So they would probably, um, nuts can come up quite a bit as well. They'd probably be the ones that come up at least one of those would come up for nearly every test I do. But actually, egg, egg comes up for probably 50% of the well, tests I do. So it's the first well, thing to look at. Yeah, yeah, and we all we all love love our eggs. I, I did that exclusion. Um, for some reason, onions. I don't know why. And I had onions, I suppose, in nearly everything I was cooking. Uh, and I've completely excluded them. And recently I tried just to see, oh, would I be able to? And I was so unwell. Really? Yeah, really felt unwell after because, um, the, with the onions, they're very high in a particular kind of fibre called a fructooglyosaccharide, FOS. And for a lot of people with IBS, they're put on a FODMAP diet that excludes those particular fibres. Because for some people, it seems to feed a certain type of bacteria in the gut that causes a huge amount of bloating, cramping and pain. Mm. So that probably is the issue with you. So it's not necessarily that your immune system is reacting there, Patricia, but probably that the composition of the gut bacteria um, are not allowing you to tolerate onions. A lot of people would get heartburn from things like tomatoes, pepper. They um, So they would be different than a food, um, a, a, an immune response. Some people then just can't digest certain foods. So for a lot of people, 
high protein foods are hard to digest and they would cause bloating and and, yeah, and it's trial and error trying to work out what it is and, and, and isn't but once you know what it is then just avoid avoid just that's completely it, avoid, avoid. Yep. Uh, Hi uh, Annalise question for you my son is 23 and his hair is starting to thin he's distressed about hair loss at such a young age could this be hereditary his dad started to lose his hair in his mid-twenties any advice appreciated? That, that's it is hereditary, isn't the it? The modern age with all of the um, social media and pictures they're yeah. constantly having to post. So if his dad... Now, actually, generally, hair is passed down the maternal gene. So the gene for your hair comes from your mother's side, mostly. So if you wanted to see what your hair was, what your hair is going to be like, look at your mother's brothers is generally the rule of thumb. But it is possible in this case. It is just genetic. Now, if, they want, if you wanted to try a supplement, I do see very good results with Norcrin. Um, it's very good for hormonal-related hair loss or stress-related hair loss. Um, and that's it's better for where your hair is thinning on your head as opposed to quality of it is poor. It's better when you actually notice that visibly your scalp is starting to show through. So he could certainly try um, a three-month program of that. There is also a medical um, approach, Patricia. Regain, I think, is or it's spelled R-E-G-A-I-N-E. You probably need a prescription for it from the doctor. And I think it's um, a a topical product that you put on and it is probably one of the only ones that does work. All the other topical products are a waste of your money. Yeah, and and you could spend a fortune on it. Could you please ask Annalise, what is the best way to take psyllium husk, powder or capsules? So powder is probably always the best way to take anything really because it's going to save you a lot of money. You're going to pay for the capsules, for the process of encapsulation. So take it as a powder. I put it onto my breakfast cereal, Patricia. I usually put it into um, my porridge or if I was having a smoothie, I'd put it into that. Psyllium husk works very well as a soluble fibre. So it helps to kind of make the stool very smooth and gentle. It can also bring together a very... Um, loose stools so it can be good for diarrhea as well so great for the gut and it feeds the good bacteria so putting it onto your breakfast cereal mixing it into a yogurt some people like to mix it up with a bit of water and drink it it goes very very gloopy so that's the difficulty with getting it so if you can't take the powder capsules are fine you're just and is, does it, it taste does it i don't think it tastes no, of anything no, no okay. it's fairly tasteless and it's very well tolerated as well you know it doesn't cause bloating and um, wind generally okay and available in health shops i take it is it most health shops will have it, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, hi, Annalise. Could you recommend a good vitamin? I had a heart attack a few months ago, but I'm still feeling extremely fatigued. Also finding it hard to get out to walk as I feel pressure on my chest. Okay, so now this might be nothing to do with needing a multivitamin or a tonic really at all. And you need to be quite careful after with heart because if you're on a blood thinner, lots of things are contraindicated for you. So um, it can take time to recuperate after heart surgery. Um, a general multi, you, things I, to look out for really are you can't take anything that thins the blood or you can't take anything that will clot the blood. So you need to avoid vitamin K. Um, you also need to avoid fish oils, which thin the blood, turmeric, um, coenzyme Q10. Now, one of the reasons, uh, the reason I say coenzyme Q10 there as well, Patricia, is that if you're on a statin, which I think you probably are after being on um, having heart surgery, you are probably that a statin drug will keep your cholesterol down, but it also blocks your ability to make coenzyme Q10, and that is why you would feel particularly tired. Your muscles might feel weak, and you may get a bit of heart pain when you're trying to do exercise. 
it could be that you are now deficient in Q10. You better ask your doctor if you're on a blood thinner to see if you can take it. And I'd suggest taking it for a month and see do you feel a lot better. If you feel better, you know that that's the reason. If you feel no better, it's not the reason. And then maybe you need to look at the possibility of angina where the muscle is cramping slightly and your cells are not getting enough oxygen. Okay, John and Skibberine is suffering severe heartburn. What would you recommend? So, um, now, I don't know if John is taking an acid uh, tablet, an antacid tablet, but the natural antacid is, um, there's a couple of things he could try here. So, slippery elm is very good to protect the stomach and the esophagus against the effect of acid, which is released when you eat. So, you can take it as a powder or you can take it as a capsule, but you need to take it before you eat so that your whole stomach lining is, is kind of covered and coated by this lovely slippery elm for protection. The other thing that works very well is a supplement called Zinc Carnosin. That's spelled C-A-R-N-O-Z-I-N. Um, now, that's been out of stock for a couple of months, so you might find it difficult to get. But that can tighten up the little valve at the top of the stomach to prevent the acid from actually um, being refluxed up. And then the third thing that can work very well is a herb called Centaurium. It's spelled C-E-N-T-A-U-R-I-U-M. And this can help balance acid in a stomach. And again, you take it before every meal. So any good health shop will have all of those. When you were talking about food intolerance a minute ago, a listener said, I'm just checking, did Annalise mention that people are intolerant to tea? Now, that would be not so, not so much intolerant, in, but maybe tea doesn't suit them. Tea is oh. very, very high in tannic acid, Patricia. So if your stomach is acidic, certain foods may not suit you. Tea would be one, tomatoes, oranges lemons, any of those that can kind of burn the stomach if there's any inflammation. So I would notice a lot of people get a very bad feeling of nausea after their morning cup of tea. That always indicates to me there's a bit of inflammation in the stomach and it's just too acidic for them. Okay. Is taking vitamin K2 dangerous with regards to blood clotting as there's a history of stroke in my family? I have osteoporosis and was recommended that I take it together with vitamin D3. Your advice would be much appreciated. Yeah, so vitamin K2 is a lovely one to take for bones because it helps get the calcium actually onto the bone itself. It's different from vitamin K1. Vitamin K1 is the vitamin that's involved in blood clotting. Vitamin K2 is not involved in blood clotting, so is safe. But you should just pay attention that, you know, if you notice you cut yourself and your blood is, you know, doesn't flow if it's very, very sticky. That could be a concern, not necessarily down to taking the vitamin K2, but for other reasons that might be linked with the risk of stroke. Pat suffering from ulcer colitis uh, and what is wondering what herbs you would suggest using. So ulcerative colitis, Patricia, is actually an autoimmune disease. So what happens here is that the immune system itself has started attacking the um, the colon and is causing ulceration in the colon for that reason. So there is very it's very complex because it's not really about the colon it's also about the immune system and modulating the immune system and for a lot of people who have ulcerative colitis they have a, um, there has been studies shown that they have been exposed to a particular kind of bacteria called Yersinia some people would develop it after mild IBS in their life um, some people have developed it after a holiday abroad possibly where they've picked up a parasite so um, there is one supplement. I'm trying to think of the one-size-fits-all approach here. There is one supplement that I find works well, and that is Nature's Plus GI Wellness Powder. So it's a kind of a total health, um, a gut health wellness 
supplement that has a lot of different things in there for things something like ulcerative colitis but you really also need to look at the immune and see what's stimulating the immune response and try and remove the drivers of inflammation for ulcerative colitis so I'd recommend an appointment with a nutritional therapist Okay, Magnesium Gronio wants to know what is magnesium good for? She's taking natural magnesium 365 So now magnesium got very fashionable for a while, Patricia. A lot of people say that it gives them a better sleep at night. It makes them feel more energy. Some people take it for stress and anxiety. But magnesium is a mineral that is probably has a role to play in at least four to five hundred different metabolic processes in our body. So it is a very important one. Now, it can be difficult enough to be very deficient in magnesium if you've got a good diet. But if your diet is a bit low and maybe the green leafy vegetables possible that you could be a small bit low. Magnesium and calcium both compete for absorption. So if someone wants to take a high dose, I always recommend they take it at night time so that the body, it doesn't compete, you know, with calcium during the day, so shouldn't affect the bones. And I know with the magnesium 365, you absolutely 100% have to mix it with boiling water. Otherwise, it can have quite a strong laxative effect. Um, it doesn't become unless you, you, you mix it with boiling water. You can top it up with cold. But there are lots of other different magnesiums. And if you want to take it long term, I would suggest taking it together with calcium to make sure you're not pushing calcium out. Um, a magnesium biglycinate is better for sleep because the, the glycine component of that is very good for our sleep hormones. And um, magnesium can also be very good for leg cramping and restless legs. Michelle wants to know, is there any natural health uh, treatments that would help with the healing of a fractured rib? Yes, so one thing you wouldn't think about when you break your bone actually is vitamin C, but it's really important because we have a collagen matrix that the uh, calcium is actually laid down upon and that keeps the bone from becoming too brittle. It gives it elasticity. So I would definitely recommend that you take a vitamin C supplement. Now, calcium is generally easy to get in your diet and you probably are getting enough if you're eating a lot of green leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds, if you're taking dairy products like milk and yogurt. But if you feel that you're not, I would maybe take for the space of six weeks while the bone is healing, I would take a supplement with maybe some calcium, vitamin D and magnesium in there. Um, Your health shop will get you a good one where there isn't too much calcium, but there's all the other bits and components that help build healthy bone. And I broke my uh, wrist a couple of months, a couple of years ago, Patricia, when people fell on me in the tube station in um, on the escalator, and I took Doctor Dealish Clare's uh, bone set tea, and my I took my cast off after five weeks, and I was well, well done, well done. Okay, and Kathleen Clannacilty wants to know when it is your turn, will you take the vaccine? Kathleen is a bit nervous about it. Um, it's a difficult question to answer. I always think in life. Uh, Patricia, you have to do risk versus benefit. Um, This is probably one of the first vaccines using the messenger RNA, but maybe it's going to be a scientific breakthrough for vaccines for the future. We don't know yet. Um, I think if your risk is high, you should definitely consider getting it. Um, And for a lot of people whose risk is low, they're vaccinating millions of people around the world. So we'll have a pretty good idea if it's safe by the time it comes to our turn. But at the moment, you're, you're steering towards getting it? Um, at the, well, I won't. I'll be at the bottom of the list, yeah. Patricia. But I certainly will be recommending for my parents to get it. Yeah. Well done, well done. Okay, we we'll leave it there. Thank you for that. Thanks, Patricia. And uh, thanks uh, for joining us. That is Annelies Drissel of the Health Hub Times Square in uh, Balancholic. Planning for your next trip. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.